Welcome, listeners. Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Emily Pless, Communications Manager at Tops, and we're going to find out what's going on at Tops, what Emily's excited about. I talked to Emily a while back, and she had a lot to say, found out about her interesting background. And we're going to find out more about what's going on with Tops, but Tops is not my only sponsor. I've also got Panini and Upper Deck, uh, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Beckett Media, as well as ComC, C-O-M-C.com. Let's see, all of those, except for perhaps Panini and Upper Deck, have are in strong relationship with Topps. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I know when right. I was at Beckett Publications, you know, Topps was, uh, for a while there when I started collecting, they were the only game, but uh, there are others out there, but Topps does a great job. So, Emily, welcome, and tell us uh, what you do and what you're excited about for um, for Topps going forward. Sure, and, and thank you again for, for having me on. Uh, our last conversation was great, so I'm excited to be back on with you today, Jim. But uh, yeah, 2020 planning, we're, we're in the thick of it right now, and it's going to be a very exciting year for Tops. Uh, I feel fortunate to, to be here at this time because, as we talked about last time, the hobby is just alive and thriving right now. And I think 2020 is going to be a great year for us from everything in the start of the year, like uh, Series 1, our, you know, our flagship product, right. to uh, the little gems that you find, like Allen and Ginter, and of course, Triple Threads, and Opening Day, and, and National Baseball Card Day. We have some really great, great plans in the works for National Baseball Card Day. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great year this upcoming year. Well, we're still in 2019, and I know from my publishing ventures, which Tops is, in a sense, a card publishing thing. They they're basically have to gather all the the uh, materials, the assets, the autographs, and and uh, do all the design work, and then you can't instantly have a card uh, a minute later. I mean, if it was digital, you would, but but the planning. I don't think listeners, uh, people in in our industry, understand that it's not like you're planning so far ahead to be thinking about 2020. Uh, 2020 will be here before we know it, and mm-hmm. you just can't all of a sudden voila have a product that takes a lot more planning than I think many uh, collectors would think. So. Can can you uh, ex- explain that a little bit more than what I just said in terms of why why you're thinking about sets that won't be out for another three or four months? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. I think there is a lot of behind the scenes that maybe a lot of folks don't know about. But you have so many elements that goes into these sets. Just one curating that checklist, who's actually going to be in the mm-hmm. set. Then, of course, you have the design element. If there's on-card autographs, of course, the card has to be produced. And then we have to go and get the autographs. There's a lot of different factors that kind of goes into it, which is why we find ourselves planning months and months in advance. And uh, just even the checklist, uh, are you the, let's see, I mean, have other, are you the only company or have other companies allowed their customers to determine who's going to be number one in the set or things like that. Are, are others doing that as well? or just You know what? That's, that's a great question. That's actually a really great question. I'm not too sure if other companies are, are also letting their your collectors decide who's going to be card number one. But, um, yeah, we recently had our vote for uh, Series 1, you know, 2020 baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the reason why we have that vote for who's going to be card number one is because those things have to be decided around now. So exactly. it really is a months-long planning process. Yep. Well, that was one of the great traditions that even as a little kid, when I was collecting tops, is that when, you know, card number one or card number 100 or, you know, some of these round numbers were always uh, superstars and fan favorites. And, and, uh, again, I attribute, I, I don't, Bowman didn't do that. Gowdy didn't do that. Play ball didn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. None of the, the predecessors of tops. So when tops came, I wonder if that was a cyberger thing. You know, it could have been. And it's funny you say that. I'm actually standing in our Cyberger uh, lounge right now. We have a bit of a, a lounge kind of conference room in in his honor. So it's funny you say that I'm standing here now. 
Well, I'm going to, I'm going to research that a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, it's not scheduled yet, but I'm going to be doing a Cyberger tribute. I don't know if you've, you know, if you've listened or, or perused some of the episodes I've done, I, I've really enjoyed doing these tribute episodes for, for, uh, uh, you know, legends and, uh, influential iconic people in the hobby who've passed on. And is there anybody bigger than Cyberger? <laughs> he <was such laughs> not for tops, there's uh, not. <laughs> he was a wonderful man. And I, I, you know, I didn't see him all the time. But I, you know, every time I bumped into him, he just was a, it's an amazing guy. And sure. He was old sure. enough to be my dad. So I'm not that young, <laughs> but, but he was still, I could relate because he was uh, approximately my dad's age. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And I'm wondering if that was one of his uh, innovations because he's a very creative guy. Yeah. Uh, and incredibly creative. Yeah. I mean, some of his, you know, original ideas are, are still running strong with the company. Well, I know because now they're just considered like, well, of course you do that. But it wasn't, of course you do that. When it hadn't been done. <laughs> right. And, it had uh, to start somewhere, but, but, right? Hats off to Cyberger. So, uh, at any rate, so you, you're letting the, uh, the collectors determine who's good. Is that, has that been revealed yet? Not, it has not been revealed yet. Oh, I believe well, it we probably won't be revealed until we're a little closer to a series okay. one launch. Okay. But, um, yeah, it is, it's a, it's a really fun thing. I think, you know, the collectors, they have so much more of a say in what we do here than they actually think. And, you know, maybe this one's a bit more obvious because it is a fan vote. But, uh, yeah, the collectors have a, a, a huge influence on what goes on behind behind the doors here at Tops. And, yeah, that, that was a fun one. A lot of uh, a lot of banter going back and forth. Who should be card number one and about the list of the top 19 players we chose. So, yeah, that, that was a fun one to uh, yeah. to kind of be at the helm for. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, again, it's just anything that is uh, interactive is going to get uh, people involved. And it's mm -hmm. in your position as a communications manager. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be in your wheelhouse of you know, getting the back and forth of people, uh, you know, having different opinions, but, but being a very vociferous in those opinions. So <laughs> here's who it needs to be and here's why. And, and you, you really appreciate that passion. Of course, of course. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, especially in, in the baseball world, it's sports, right? I like my team. You like your team. You like your guys. You don't like this guy. And those opinions yeah. and those hot takes, I mean, that's what drives the conversation. So, you know, I never turn away someone who disagrees. I only welcome it as great feedback and, and an experience to learn. And, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the banter back and forth and the chatter is, it's all good stuff. It, it's all fun stuff. And if we can, uh, even if it's a bit of arguing or a disagreement, if we can do that over tops cards, that's, that's only because we care about it, right? Yeah, I just, you know, when we, when I was in the saddle, I, I never liked it if somebody just said, Hey, you're doing a great job or you stink. I, I want a little more specificity than that. Just tell me why you think we're doing a great job. And I, I'm guessing with tops, you get, you probably do get a lot of specificity. Don't do this, do that. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Uh, there's a lot of opinions and opinions are a great thing because you know what? At the end of the day, when it's uh, something that is coming out of left field, you know, pun intended, um, you want to listen because it's a different perspective. And you say, hey, I never really thought about that before. Or, you know what, that's actually a really great idea. So um, all the opinions are welcome. All the feedback is welcome. It just, you know, it, it keeps us thinking forward and it keeps us trying to innovate and change and grow as a company. So it's, it's really all good stuff. I have a friend who's really smart and he claims to never have been wrong. And so... <laughs> um, and he's not wrong very often, but you can never tell him that he's wrong because he, that's impossible. He's very, very bright. <laughs> and so the only way you can get him to change his mind or to adapt is to tell him you're exactly right for the information that you have. But I have some additional information that you don't have. In light <laughs> yes. of this new information, would you, you, you may want to revise your, your decision or your opinions. Mm -hmm. And then and it's a he. It's, it's not a she. It's a he. But uh, I imagine you're in that situation a lot is that people make assumptions about, well, Topps is doing this because of this, and that and right. And, that, and then but if they knew the whole story, 
they'd say, oh, okay, I get it now. Do you have those things happening? Sure. You know, you know I, I do in various ways, but I really welcome those conversations and I try and make myself very available to, you know, fans, whether that's online on social media and there's something that I know that we can answer or whether it's through email or being on a podcast and answering some questions that, you know, I was, you know, had, had to look up beforehand. And I, I welcome those conversations because again, it, it only helps us grow as a company by listening to, to the outside, you know, what's going on outside and keeping a pulse on the collector community and the hobby. Uh, so it, it's, it's all good stuff. There's no such thing as bad feedback as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, probably. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, if people stop giving you feedback. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's not a good thing either. So, I, but, but your job is to not just, uh, encourage the feedback, but to sift through it. And does that mean, would it be possible in your position that someone would, uh, have a, a digital or otherwise conversation with you and make a suggestion for, say, a new brand or some new, uh, insert set? I, yeah, I absolutely. Because Gary Vee did something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, that you're exactly right. And uh, I mean, he, he I, kind of inserted himself, and let's talk about that. But he's, <laughs> he's an amazing guy. So yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, including the the Gary V's entrepreneurs in, in, insert and uh, or the subset rather. I mean, yeah, it's 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 all good stuff. And again, um, I, I think that the the community doesn't realize how much they actually have an influence on what we do here. And so whether it's through those obvious ways like the fan vote, or it's just you know, chatting us online or uh, sending an email to, you know, getting a hold of someone, uh, you know, we welcome these conversations because at the end of the day, Tops is doing this for the collectors, right? We're doing this for the people who who want Tops cards. And so the more we can understand from them, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, the more we can make a product and make multiple products that is for our collectors and for our community. So it's not necessarily the customer's always right, but the customer's always worth listening to. Absolutely. Because I think Absolutely. they're not always right. Because like I said, they don't always have the, 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 the full information. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and the other problem that you have probably it just is, as we were talking about the number one thing is that in your job, you probably have information that would be helpful, but you can't release it yet. <laughs> this is so true. You, this is true. You, you have to hold, hold on. You have to hold your tongue. Uh, and that's, I don't know. That's, that's, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's fun to be, in a company that's dynamic that, you know, I know when we were doing our magazines, if we just nailed it one month, that gave us the privilege of having to do it exactly over again the next <laughs> month and trying to nail it again. And so tops has to be that same thing. I mean, you have a, if you have a stupendous product, you know, and even one year, the next year, it, it may or may not be. Uh, and, and even the next month, it may or may not be. It's, it's not that it's fickle. It's just, it's, there are a lot of dynamic elements involved. Yeah. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to a lot of, well, don't fix what's not broken, but we do have to think of ways that we can innovate and evolve and, and make this product unique and different and continue its growth. So not to take away the elements that make, you know, whatever product that product, but to add elements that, you know, just might make it a little more unique the next year or might yeah, make it different. Fresh, or get, yeah, yeah. yeah, keep it fresh. That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, like I said, Tops has stood the test of time when you look at the statistics for companies in America or probably anywhere that's... <laughs> A lot of companies don't make it five or 10 years. And even of those don't make it the next five or 10 years. And so Tops mm -hmm. has done a lot right. And e even through different uh, ownership and, and different types of ownership, which I think people don't really uh, understand that sometimes as well. It's, it's, sure. Uh, uh, public versus private. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting, but uh, I'm uh, so what uh, do you do any planning for 2021 or is that too far out there? 
But that's a bit too far out. Yeah, I mean, of course, we're always thinking in the in the future, future. But um, and there's a lot of ideas that are going around. Let's say it just can't make it into products this, you know, for the upcoming year because it's a little too late. But we're saying, hey, uh, we're we're gonna remember this for 2021. So there are ideas being floated around, and I think that's the fun part about being here is we're always thinking and we're always thinking ahead and of what's next. But uh, as far as the nitty gritty planning go, we're we're you know full steam ahead on 2020. Um. Last question, Emily, because unfortunately we're trying to keep this to 15 minutes sure. or less, and we could go on and on and on. Tops is a great company, but let's end with what uh, what kind of kid initiatives uh, are you excited about going forward with Tops? Uh, say like teen and preteen. Let, let's leave the twenty somethings out of it. Let's just look at um, you know young young people that are in in uh, in school. Let's say so they're they're teen yep. and preteen. I'm guessing it's ma- mainly uh, boys. But there may be more girls than I realize. But what what initiatives are, are targeting kids, and what 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 uh, should kids be excited about for later this year and next year? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, we actually have this really unique program. It's called Tops of the Class, and it really just encourages kids to bring their report cards to their local hobby shop and uh, you know seek a reward out of it. So we're not requiring you to get straight A's or anything like that, but we're just requiring you to care about school. And I think that the really cool thing is is you know Tops and trading cards is it's all about the editorial. It's about writing. There's a lot of mathematics that go into it that uh, folks may not realize. And I think it's actually pretty seamless crossover into you know attracting young kids and. Of course, you know, we have promotions like the home run challenge where, you know, you're required to predict uh, the day that a, a certain player is going to hit a home run. Things like that, that just kind of keep, keeps it unique for, for young collectors and gives them a, a reason to be interested in the hobby. Well, I, I think that's uh, that's true. I mean, I, I think, and again, Tops was uh, uh, virtually the only game in town back in the day when I was in school. But, I mean, you're learning to read. You're, you're learning some math concepts at a at a pretty young age and it doesn't seem like learning. It seems like fun. So uh, that's the best so kind of learning, right? For, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you, if it's an assignment you have to do, as opposed to something you want to do, your mm-hmm. the attitude is <laughs> attitude, attitude matters. So, you so bet. but I applaud what tops is doing with kids. And, and um, like I said, I, 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 I would have been top of the class if I'd had <laughs> I'd have brought my report card in. And, you bet. And it, you it, bet. It actually wasn't straight A's, but it probably, probably was better at, Reading and math, as I think back. Oh, there you go. My weakness is science, you know? Yeah. So, so <laughs> Tops wants you to put some science facts on the back. Of the- Actually, <laughs> there, you go. there might be some, some, uh, some, some kind of bizarre science on garbage pail kids, and, <laughs> you know, things Pretty that funny. are impossible with science. But, uh, Emily, thanks for your time. Uh, oh, thank you. Excited to hear, uh, your, uh, your tenure has begun at Tops in the communication manager position. And I think it's a key position and one that, you seem to really enjoy, and I look forward to seeing you. So, you go to some of the shows? Oh, like, absolutely, shows yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. We actually are, are talking about our events uh, schedule for 2020. So, okay. you know, of course, the Nationals are big one, and All Star yeah. Games are big one. But I'll definitely be there. So, yeah, thank you again for having me on. I'm looking forward to meeting yourself and so many of our other uh, collectors at, at our upcoming events. Terrific, Emily. Uh, best to you and best to Tops. And again, listeners, I'll, we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode 